Hello, welcome to Okawa Book Club. So we're your hosts, I'm Dylan. I'm John. And we're going to be discussing the teachings of Riho Okawa. Riho Okawa is a world teacher, master, and CEO of Happy Science Group. Alright, so today we're going to be talking about the laws of happiness. Love, Wisdom, Self-Reflection, and Progress by Riho Okawa. This book talks about, as I said, the four principles of happiness, which work for all human beings, all different types of people, depending on your race, religion, gender, ethnicity, anything. If you practice these four principles, you will be happy. So chapter one is entitled, How Not to Be Unhappy, Overcoming Your Faith. Chapter two, One Step Up in Your Work Capability, Four Ways to Become More Capable. Chapter three, the four principles of human happiness, overcoming suffering through love, wisdom, self-reflection, and progress. Chapter 4. Introduction to Happy Science, the mindsets to happiness for all people. Chapter 5. Believing the age of the sun will come, the future society led by the laws of the sun. So here in this five-chapter book, we get a deep dive into what is happiness. It's almost like a formula that is guaranteed to succeed in making you happy because you can apply it individually based on your own life perspective. So just to go in a little more detail, I'm going to read from the afterword along with John and we're going to find out what is true happiness? What are these four principles? So in the afterword it states, Here in this book I have reorganized and restructured my basic thinking. That was my true aim. But I believe that this book by itself has the power to save a great many people's hearts. Shakyamuni Buddha, India's Gautama Siddhartha, taught the Eightfold Path 2,500 years ago. But the people of today find it to be a difficult teaching. It's seen now as something from the faraway past. So I searched for a new path that's suited and easily understandable to people of today. This is the reason I teach the principles of happiness the modern fourfold path built upon four pillars. The first principle on this path is the principle of love. The second principle is the principle of wisdom. The third is the principle of self-reflection. And the fourth is the principle of progress. In this way, I have indicated a new way to practice. If you are able to devote your life to mastering these four pillars, these four principles, your future in this life and the afterlife will shine abundantly. Love is a simple word but resurrecting the true meaning of love, the sense of mercy taught by Shakyamuni Buddha, is very difficult in these times. This is what I feel. In addition, in these times of limitless progress as an information society, I purposely teach the principle of wisdom as a religious principle. Of course, this principle includes the truths, which is my true wish. But this principle goes beyond the truths to include the range of general knowledge available in society. The scope of this principle includes an understanding of the future development of academic knowledge and information that will spread limitlessly. I ask you to clearly recognize the modern quality of this teaching. The principle of self-reflection goes back to the root principles of a religion. It addresses the things that Buddhism and Christianity sought to teach. For people who like to learn this principle much more deeply, I recommend reading my other books or taking a seminar at Happy Science. The modern and future-oriented quality of the principle of progress may surprise you, and you may wonder, is this truly something being taught by a religion? This itself is one of the characteristic qualities of Happy Science. 
In addition, this principle is not just future-oriented, but also takes on the perspective of a Greek spirit of mind to teach the path of building a utopia in this world, which is what we human beings should live for. We can even say that this principle is pointing out what Buddhism, Christianity, and Islam, all of which are facing an impasse, should aim to become. It fills me with relief to put out a book such as this, which I would say is the most basic of the essential books. I will be most happy if it becomes a book that many people will learn from. So here we broke down the four principles of love, wisdom, self-reflection, and progress. In other words, the principles of happiness. And as Riho Okawa said, these first three principles are very religious in their origin, and we find out how to be happy in a very religious meaning. But happy science goes beyond the traditional framework of religions by including the principle of progress into its teachings. So in that, we are able to experience the joy of abundance, prosperity, and advancement in society to create a utopia in this world. John, I want to ask you, you know, if you've been practicing these principles of love, wisdom, self-reflection, and progress, and if so, how has it helped transform your life? I have been practicing these four principles, and um, it has transformed my life in that, you know, I, I feel that they are, there's essentially like a balancing act that has to be maintained between these. And it's, it's more complex than it sounds, but it's also perhaps more simple than Shakyamuni's Eightfold Path. With, you know, the balance of love, wisdom, self-reflection, and progress is really, uh, it's a very dynamic equilibrium of balance that has to be maintained. So in my own life, um, I have found that what it has helped me to do is to maintain a sense of love, even when you become intelligent. And that helps you to have humility. Um, so that you become more intelligent, you learn things, but you're still humble and humility helps you to feel love. And self-reflection is the key to maintaining that balance of, you know, love and, and wisdom as well, because it's, uh, if you don't reflect, then you won't be self-aware. Mm. <laughs> and without a self-awareness, then, um, you know, tendencies just happen. And the mm. uh, practice of self-reflection is pivotal to that. And then the progress, you know, the reality that our thoughts become reality um, that's all tied into this. So, you know, where, where we are living with love and wisdom and self-reflection, our thoughts are inevitably going to be more benevolent. Mm. And, um, I know, you know, for myself, I've noticed positive changes in my life from this death. Mm. Yeah. Everyone who I've talked to who's practiced these teachings, they have experienced, you know, that self-growth or that, that feeling of happiness that just wells up from within them. Riho Kawa is very merciful in his teachings. And beyond just those four principles, in this book, he included other concepts like work abilities, as well as the future of humankind. When it comes to work abilities, I'm sure most of us have a job that are listening to this podcast. And you might think, you know, your work is a place where you accumulate stress and strain and you have a hard time. But there's a way to work that leads to your happiness and it leads to the happiness of others. One way is through improving your work abilities so that you're able to accomplish your job in a very efficient and proper manner. So the teachings that Riho Kawa offers in this book is a way of studying and training ourselves to increase our skills. He teaches us the importance of reading, writing, listening, and thinking. So through these principles, we're able to make ourselves, you know, able to accomplish much more in the workplace because through taking in inputs from different sensory organs and then contemplating within our mind, 
we're taking in information in a very well-balanced and well-educated way. And then through the principles of happiness, which is love, wisdom, self-reflection, and progress, we're making those principles not just effective, but something beneficial and something to contribute to humankind. John, I know that in this book, he talks about this other concept, which is very fascinating. It's called the age of the sun. We're here sitting in 2020 right now. And I'm sure if you were, you know, outside of this perspective, you might not consider this the age of the sun. It might seem like the age of the darkness or something like that, right? Could you tell us a little bit more about this age of the sun and what this is and what's happening right now in this world? Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree 100%. Uh, you know, when you look at the world today, it definitely doesn't seem like we're at the beginning of, a, you know, a, a solar or golden age by any means. But I think that what's happening right now is uh, in order to transition into this age of the sun, which is essentially an age where religious laws can permeate society. You know, some people might hear that and be a little put off. You know, they might think of, uh, you know, say the Vatican or perhaps, you know, in the past where instances where religions did, were intertwined with society and the effects weren't so great. But what we're talking about here is everything we've been discussing so far, you know, love, wisdom, self-reflection and progress. Those sacred principles being implemented into field of politics and just society in general in order to create what is essentially a utopia on Earth. Hmm. However, before that can happen, because we're, we, are essentially, we are so far from that right now, there needs to be a very radical transformation in this world. You know, when we look at world events today, such as, you know, the coronavirus, with, which has no end, you know, definitively in sight, or when we look at geopolitical tensions and um, things like famines and uh, natural disasters and all, all of these things that seem terrible, and, and we, you know, we often focus on these things, they are all essentially, I think, loosening up humanity and loosening up the world in order to allow for a very radical transformation to take place. Mm -hmm. And I think that, uh, you know, really starting this year, we are heading into a new, literary, quite literally, a new age of development. And uh, there cannot be any radical transformation without challenges like what we're facing right now. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. And this, this radical transformation, it also includes things like, you know, working together with our fellow human beings because we're seeing the limits of people's individual capabilities. And we're seeing the limits of established organizations and governing bodies that are unable to serve their people's happiness. So when we think about the real meaning of happiness and the real meaning of utopia, they're very much connected. When people work together as one beyond all barriers and they strive for the same ideal goal, then they stop coming into conflict with each other and they stop creating discord with each other. Just in that process alone, we see the origins of utopia. In Happy Science, we have a sutra called the True Word Spoken by Buddha, and it entails a utopia where there is no conflict, no distrust, no crime, no evil spirit, and no devils in the next world as well. So this kind of utopia that Riho Okawa is talking about is not a materialistic utopia. It is the kind of antithesis of Marx's utopia. It's essentially not anything like we've experienced in the past. 
like the communistic ideas or these socialistic ideas of utopia. It's a utopia based on the soul and the mind. And it's in radical opposition to atheism and materialism. I think this utopia will not spring from a government or uh, some authorized power, but it will be a new movement from the people and from the human spirit that rises up naturally and makes the world a better place beneficially through our love and compassion for one another. Yeah. But, you know, to move away from these very big ideas, you know, and bring it back to how this stuff is helping us in our everyday life, you know, I mean, it, it comes down to just very simple and basic realities. You know, we all want to be happy. We all want to be loved. You know, we all suffer when we feel unrecognized and we've all had, you know, difficulties early in life. We all want to be intelligent and seen that way. And it, really, we're all in the same exact position more, you know, with with the different uh, versions of, of that position, um, a different workbook of problems for each of us, but the same basic principles apply. Even though, you know, I, I had said earlier, there are some complexities to it. They are nonetheless simple truths that help us in our personal lives, you know, within ourselves and also help in our interpersonal relationships with other people. So and because of that, you know, this is something that if you practice it in your life, it's not going it's not just going to help you. It's also going to help the people around you as a consequence of uh, your own behavior and action. And I think that's part of the principle of progress, really, you know, that your thoughts will become reality. And, you know, we are all interconnected. So it's a very beautiful dynamic. And it's something, uh, as Dylan has said at the beginning of this, that uh, any person of any race or religion, creed, whatever, can put all of this into practice. Mm. This book, The Laws of Happiness, is going to make your life so successful and blessed and just truly remarkable. So I do highly recommend it. And you can find it through the various channels. You can order it online or find it in major bookstores, or at a Happy Science location near you. It was great talking to you again, John. Likewise, Dylan. In these trying times, stay happy, healthy, and positive. <laughs>